0: Dumpster Dive, an exploration of cult cinema. I'm your host, Patrick Markfort. With me is my brother and co-host. Me, Jordan. And we are doing our thing again this episode. Uh, What is our thing? We uh, (laughs) (laughs) try to find good stuff for super cheap. Yeah, so on the Dumpster Dive, as people know if they've listened to the show, uh, we are always on the hunt for great Physical media, DVDs and Blu-rays, trying to get good stuff at a good price. Uh, If we can't find good stuff, we at least hope to find interesting stuff. I think tonight's selection falls under that category.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't put it in the good
1: category. Well, because normally I think of it as something that you've been looking for, and this one I don't think you were looking for. But
0: no, I, I don't. Or th-
1: something that you had heard of, maybe. Well, this
0: so the the movie the movie we'll be discussing tonight is one of my finds and one of my, and my pick for the episode, um, which I feel like my track record is not as strong. I as feel strong like i the last few ones. <laughs> yeah. What I, one did you do? I did um, Super Mario Brothers. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so tonight we have another another of my uh, films I selected, but it does kind of a fall under that um, something you'd heard about and wanted to investigate more because yes. um, I had always kind of been peripherally aware of this director, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever really seen any of his movies, yeah. so I didn't really have like an image of what his films. Looked like or were like kind of in my head, and I wanted to, and I wanted an excuse to look into him more and find out who he really was. Cause I feel like it was a, a little bit of a gap yeah. in my movie. I think it was, knowledge. it was too, but I feel like
1: for me too. I mean, but uh. I guess I have seen
0: some of this mm-hmm. stuff, apparently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I wouldn't I be I guess shocked. it didn't stand out. I that wouldn't much. be shocked if I had two, but I don't know what I've seen, if anything yeah. else. But um well now we've just we've teased oh, out yeah. um the the subject so much. Let's play the trailer to tonight's feature and then we'll be back in just a moment to talk about the movie. When a houseboat
1: is stricken by a meteor in the swamps of Florida, it signals the arrival of the alien dead. The alligators weren't enough to sustain their hunger for flesh and blood, so the alien dead set their sights on the inhabitants of a small town. The alien dead, more frightening than Carrie, more spine tingling than the exorcist. When the alien dead find you, you will be deader than Mother's Day.
0: All right, so you have hopefully just heard the trailer to tonight's feature presentation. By the way, I hope there is a trailer. I kind of was thinking that too. (laughs) Um, If you did not just hear the trailer, I'm sure you heard some... interesting dead space interesting <laughs> bit of audio that jordan uh has found for you oh, so yeah, i'm yeah. sure you ha- were entertained um oh i'm already thinking of stuff. and okay, and okay. hopefully uh it has become apparent uh that we are discussing uh the alien dead uh basically the debut feature you may as well say it's fred Olin rays yeah. the alien dead because the alien dead is
1: not going to jog anybody's
0: Right, it's a it's pretty generic. It's a pretty <laughs> generic title. Uh, the whole ba- reason it was bought was for Fred Olin Oh yeah, ba- basically the the, the debut feature of Fred Olin Ray, who we've we've mentioned briefly on the podcast before. But yeah, he's the director. I I really I don't know if I've seen any of his movies. You know the I, name though. Uh, yeah, I know the name. I you know he he pops up a lot. We mentioned him previously in our Chopping mall uh, episode. If 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 we're airing that episode um if people have heard it um, cuz he he co-directed some stuff with Kim Wynarski, Yes. who directed that film anyway um so yeah the alien dead uh, basically his his debut feature and yeah, I think this is going to be potentially a little bit different flavor of an episode because because there's nothing to say about. It. I don't know that there is a lot to say yeah. about the, this film in particular. Well, that's why I mean, like, you got to like frame it, yeah, it being Fred Olin, or which it. is which is what we do here. But we are going to try to do our regular kind of shtick and summarize and and review the film under discussion, and then we'll have some other stuff to talk about um so the alien dead i was going to um make you summarize it for some reason but i, I think i'll have you
1: i could try to summarize do you want it. to <laughs> I, guess I okay to give it a shot no there give I it already. a shot
0: it's pretty simple
1: um, yeah, I was gonna try to think of another movie to compare it to, but it's so much like a whole bunch of oh yeah, it's basically
0: a mishmash of
1: of different stuff. Uh, It's totally like a homemade movie. Yeah, so that's the feel, feel of it.
0: Very low budget. I know that doesn't sum it up, but well, we want to we want to kind of create the you know atmosphere of this movie we yes. want to try to explain to people what this was like so yeah very very low budget so it
1: seems to me i was trying to figure out like where it took place it looks it seems like, everglades yeah, like so the everglades yeah so i think florida, it is right? florida.
0: florida i think it is Florida because that's it was filmed in florida it's very swamp like yep so it's like
1: really small hick town mm-hmm. in swampland, wherever it is um a meteorite? Something alien crash lands there. Right. Starts infecting people and they turn into zombies. Mm-hmm. And... I think, I think that's what's going People run on. away from them. Yeah. And the credits roll. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that, I mean, that pretty much is. It's kind of like the summary of the movie is a premise. The movie is just
0: yeah. a premise, which you've seen, like, in other movies before. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's it starts uh, out totally like... A, that people notice that all the alligators in this swamp have disappeared. Like, that's how they first... No bodies. Yeah, which is kind of, I guess, kind of a I guess we haven't seen that in another zombie movie i can't really call it clever missing but alligators in the I, zombies? I, I don't know what to say i so don't i mean i know horror movies but i'm that's grasping a, be a tough one to come so on. like the so like presumably um the the zombies are eating the alligators which would have been cool to see you do not see that mm-hmm. on film yeah. um, you don't really see much on actually depicted on that all would, the coolest stuff happens <laughs> off camera that would be cool if the you had a zombie fight an alligator Right, uh like, like zombie. That would I feel like that would fighting shark. I feel like that would be even kind of cooler than a zombie. I fighting feel like shark. that alone would be worth the movie. They don't have anything like. That. That and the thing is that was all they need is like one scene like that, yeah. you know. I feel like the closest they get is when the dog eats the guy's intestines, but that's pretty lame. Okay, is you that, that a I mean? good summary of it then? I think so. Yeah, they they <laughs> like um, these these alligators It's just hard to
1: summarize the story because it's not. A it's story. not much of a story. It's, it's, like
0: it's basically Night of the Living Dead yeah. in the Florida swamps. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, it, uh, a meteor crashes into this um houseboat. Think it's a meteor. We think it's a meteor it's a light. And we think what happens is that the meteor mutates the people on the houseboat. They become yes. the patient zero zombies and then they eat all the alligators and then they <laughs> begin attacking other people. Now sometimes they eat the people? Yeah. Partially. Yeah. Maybe entirely. So the rules people.
1: George Romero set up are
0: just it's fast over. and loose here. Yeah. Um, it's mentioned that the blood from the bodies, when there are bodies, drained. is drained. So they're Vem? they're Pies? eating people and or drinking their blood, which but they're then, not because but, the victims are always covered in blood. But then also we see that some of the victims become zombies. Right. So it's a little unclear what exactly they should have just put
1: in a line that said that because then that would solve the problem of, you know, like a small cast. Like, Mm -hmm. this person is in a dual role. They are this character, they are the sunbathing. "Quote unquote beauty," right. and then they're the yeah. zombie that comes back later.
0: But then they, you know, there there definitely are like straight up dead bodies that they're examining. So yep. like, these people did not become zombies. No they eat the half of that guy that you're talking about that the dog is eating. Right. They eat half of
1: him. Yeah, and then they move on to something else. Yeah. So could he come back to life being just half of a body?
0: Yeah, the mythology is a little undercooked. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, then I, th- I think that is the plot, and then like the main character. Is a re- I think he's a reporter yep. who comes to the town figure out what's going on. He's investigating the alligators and finds. He problem. hooks up with this um, this bio yeah. chick who's swimming in the lake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which
0: is a, apparently just a very common activity in this Florida town. Cause there are literally three scenes with women swimming in this kind of gross looking yeah. water all alone. It's like somewhere Two between those- a lake and a puddle. Two of those scenes, or I guess all three if you count the reporter, the women are leered at by local men. Yep. And One, she's topless. And then in two, of, the, I think in two of the three, they're topless. Weren't two of the women topless? Maybe. There's at least one topless. <laughs> and then in two I of the like three, remembers. they're attacked by the zombies. Yes. And this only has an 88-minute runtime. So it's like, yeah. basically, it's a movie about And kind a of music musical
1: interlude uh-huh. at the bar and music. Full song, playing over the credits.
0: So this was jam-packed with
1: nothing. <laughs> a lot of foam
0: peanuts, as you said. A lot of filler, say. yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like our, our summary of this is becoming kind of incomprehensible, even <laughs> though it's it's really a simple movie. That is the summary. But that's, that's what it is. Um, but, I mean, there are a couple of other elements. The main character is the reporter. He hooks up with the girl. They're trying to figure out what's going on. They are kind of like blocked in their efforts by the sheriff Mm -hmm. who for some reason he's one of these characters in movies that just wants to make things difficult for the protagonist for no apparent reason or motivation of, of his own. It follows all those old like TV movie rip-offs that came out right after Jaws. Right. But in Jaws, the, there's a motivation right. for him not for the mayor, right? In that movie, yes. not wanting the shark to be investigated because he doesn't want to right. cause a panic because they I've got the big festival coming up. He puts money over people. But this movie like he's just being a, a jerk, yeah. and well, the that's what
1: I—that's mean. kind of like a hallmark of really bad movies. Is yeah,
0: they use stuff they knew
1: worked in the past, but they didn't quite but they don't understand have an why. Of why it works. Well, so that
0: sums up in there. this whole movie, yeah. and I would yeah, imagine oh yeah, I totally a lot of Fred it. Olin Ray movies. Yes. Um, so yeah, so that's basically what this is. It's basically Night of the Living Dead in the Florida swamps, yeah, with a little alien element thrown in, although. You know, you wouldn't really. Yeah, they're they're essentially zombies. They're essentially zombies. Um, the alien aspect is a like a light that they see at the beginning.
1: That's it. Red. Like yeah. you don't see. There's no. Yeah, the or the
0: origin is from space, yeah. but beyond that, they're they're just zombies. Yeah. It and could have been a
1: spaceship. It, yeah, we don't even know if it's a meteor or just
0: right. kind of like. Figuring there's a that lot of, out. There's a lot of vagueness <laughs> like in this movie. It's Mad Libs fill in the plot element. Yeah, you kind of have to make your own movie yeah. a little bit. Um, so, what do you think of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. No. <laughs> it's kind of entertainingly
1: bad. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. When you can kind of tell what's happening. Because even the So Bad They're Good movies, they need something to right. be able to, like... There has to be some... Pull, guide you through it right. a little bit. This, I, I'm, like, scratching my head, like... Trying to actually figure it out and yeah. then realizing, oh, you don't have to figure it out because it's not working, so right. it doesn't matter. And then you kind of like laugh at different elements of it, and it ultimately seems way longer than it actually is. Yeah. And there's really, there's nothing like to, like we were saying, like there's nothing gimmicky. There's nothing in there to grab you. And be right. like, I've sat through this whole movie, but you know, I remember this one part in it right. that really just like knocked
0: my socks off right there's nothing well and that's the thing and and like and maybe Fred Olin Ray has this in other other of his movies yeah. um but you know he's one of these kind of directors that I do love I love these guys yeah. like they're just like I comparing with like Don Dohler sure Don Dohler but I can even even like a like a um Herschel Gordon Lewis yeah. or a Charles Band or like these guys who are just, like, they're just kind of pure filmmakers in a way. Um, they're just, they're they're doing their best, but they're always just going to be in the B-movie world. And they yeah. kind of love it. But what... I feel like they're, like, film space makers,
1: not, like, filmmakers. You know, mm-hmm. like, a filmmaker is someone okay, that like sets out to, like, actually put this, like... They have some sort of artistic ability. Like yeah. With, with Don Dudley, you know, it's like a tiny yep. little bit of artistic ability. Right. With Herschel Gordon Lewis, I always say he's like a businessman well, he's first, a salesman, yeah. and a
0: movie maker like 19. Right. But you know? the, but what I was going to say is like Herschel Gordon Lewis has um they rip out a girl's tongue in one of his movies. Yeah. It's there a you real go. Cow tongue That's right. what I you and don't and remember the title of the rem- movie. Right, and everybody remembers that. Yeah. I mean, you and I remember the title of movie because we're insane, but like, right. you know what I mean? Like, and and like Charles Band, like like the movies aren't very good, but God, there's this one really fucking weird, fucked up looking puppet or something, yeah. you know? What they, or they, even they, just like him having his name on the brand of Puppet Master. Like right. People know
1: Puppet Master, right. even though you can't point specifically to yeah. him being Charles Band. Like
0: you've got to have something like that. Got to be a little gimmicky, right? To and, be the salesman. And this really is like Night of the Living Dead. In a swamp. And that's just not yeah. enough to um even like um like a Jess Franco or something, who's another yeah. someone I think of as like a pure filmmaker. Like he just turns out like film. Like he has a vision, but like um you know, well, even even he his movies are kind of defined by this weird Perverse sexuality, yeah. Even and even him though. Quality. Even him, I feel
1: like there's like a through line of an yes. like artist. Right. I know it's funny no, to no say t- that with artists,
0: 100. Uh,
1: but with these guys, and I do include Herschel Gordon Lewis in that too. It's feel like they're they're good at like technically assembling the uh-huh. elements to make the movie, sort of. Yeah. But that's where their that's where their skill set ends. Yeah. Like they they didn't care about the story. They didn't care about the acting. They didn't. Right. They weren't like even. Interested in trying – this sounds like being so harsh on Fred Olin Ray, but they didn't even want to aspire to kind of, like, get better with their stuff. Because, like, Fred Olin Ray's stuff is just kind of like a flat yeah. line. Well,
0: a lot of times I think for these guys it's it's quantity over quality. And that's, yeah. and that's kind of what I mean when I say they're, like, pure filmmakers. They, like – they just like making movies. You know what I mean? And they want to keep making movies. So, like, for them, it's better to make 10 bad movies or 20 bad movies or 200 bad movies than it is to spend five years making one great movie. You know what I mean? That's
1: true. I mean, I guess I just don't know Fred Olin Ray well enough Mm -hmm. as I do the other guys. Because with Don Dohler, you don't get that sense of, like, a childlike wonder that they were, like... They saw these great films as kids, and they just wanted to recreate this so stuff. But that and doesn't... They might not have the ability to it, but, God, they're, like, giving it their all. I don't get that feeling from, from Fred right From fredo right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like... And he, he is one of those guys, though. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, that's okay to be, like, a businessman moneymaker, right. but watching all the quantity... It kind of adds up to like, what does this add
0: up to? Yeah. I'm like, See, this is an interesting episode because I mean, Fredo and Ray genuinely, you know, we are the sub- story behind it is more interesting. Yeah. Well, like our subtitle is an investigation of cult cinema, and Fred and Ray definitely has a cult following for sure. I mean, he easily fits under this this category. But I think it's a cult that you and I aren't members of.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think just watching, having watched this movie, and you, it was it Alienator you saw. Yes, which I think is one of his better known ones. You saw that fairly yes. recently. Yes, I, like I, I think we, we kind of don't really get it, you know. And I mean, I
1: mean, I mean you can get it from the titles even too. It's right. like Evil Dead comes out, he comes out with Alien. Sure, Dead. Terminator comes out, he comes out with. Uh, oh sure, but even
0: that can have <laughs> a kind Alienator. of charm to it. You yeah, know? but it's kind of like the Asylum movie. Sure, but but like I think for us having seen these. Having not necessarily grown up watching Fred Olin Ray movies and having seen these, I, I think we kind of don't really get why someone would be a fan of Fred Olin Ray. I think yeah. that's fair to say. So by all means, divers, let us know. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us what our. Tell us why we watched the wrong one and the actual right mm. one to watch um i mean i mean that though you know because but you
1: picked this because he knew it was the first one too right no
0: i just kind of oh, i went just by the cover. i went by the cover it does have a great cover it's pretty good mm-hmm. uh we'll put that on our social media um and actually a nice dvd presentation i know there's a blu-ray version of this too uh, but we'll get to that in a bit um but yeah i picked it just randomly and then i saw like oh fred oren ray i want to check him out but so how so much was it so this one, it actually wasn't super cheap, because <laughs> okay. um, I think it was new. I, I was probably at least $10. It might have been close to, like, 15 Okay. Um, well, so it's definitely too much, but oh, yes.
1: I think it can still count. And
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's no, like, price limit. Right, yeah. So this one, I actually, I probably liked it the least of all the movies we've watched. But in a way, I'm kind of still glad to have a Fred Olin Ray movie in my collection, you know. Um, Even though you offered to give it to me. <laughs> but, um Okay, yeah, so what else do we have to say about um, the alien Fred. dead? And Fred. <laughs> um, well, we'll get, we'll in, ju- in just a minute here, we'll get into Fred, but is there anything else to really say about the alien dead? What did you think of the look of the zombies? He, Fred Olin Ray also did the special effects. Yeah, no. Nope, that, that, wasn't that didn't work either. either. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, we know the acting was no good, um, and it was all unknowns except for Buster Crab uh, yes. who played the I sheriff. I didn't know. Yeah, he was still unknown to me. Yeah, he's, he's known to Fred. He's serials. known to Fred Olin Ray. Yeah, but apparently. Um, but we'll get to, we'll get to him in a bit in a bit too. Um, cinematography awful. Yeah, well, I think score th- interesting. Oh no, that was annoying. That I mean, it was, was notable. Annoying. It was note noteworthy. I'm making a note of it now, so it's technically noted. I don't know if it was even. I have made notes. a note. I have made a note that <laughs> the right. sco- I noticed the score. It was all synth score. All right. Strange, unique, yeah. not effective in setting any kind of well, mood or atmosphere. Well, it was synth atmosphere. score,
1: and it was also kind of uh, bluegrass band mm-hmm. type stuff. smoking the Bandit. Kind I of.
0: think it is worth pointing out how bad the cinematography <laughs> is too. There, there were scenes where. Well, it's like recovered footage almost. It's like yeah.
1: assembled back together. Well,
0: yeah, we listened to a little bit of the commentary, and it wasn't... Well, but you don't need the commentary to tell you that either. Right, right. Well, <laughs> It completely changes like color temperatures. I mean, there were literally scenes where we were saying, I, I, I literally did not know if it was meant to be day for night, or if it was oh, just yeah. bad cinematography. Like, yes. I honestly did not know. I think you called it um, Day for Night of the Alien um. Dead at one point, which I thought was pretty, that was pretty clever. It was pretty good. Um, okay, what else? Um, yeah, I think that's that's really all there is to say about this particular film. Do you think it's funny enough to be a So Bad It's Good? Because I really don't. I don't feel like it's on that No. Old. But let's do something we don't always get into too much and talk about the presentation of this movie and some of the like extras and bonus features that come with the yes. dvd because i th- actually think we had a um better time with some of those well that's what
1: i mean like the behind the, the scenes
0: is more interesting like well that's the, the, the case fact that this guy pumps these things
1: out yeah. is more interesting than sitting through a lot of this stuff
0: yeah so, we mentioned there is a commentary over The Alien Dead, which we did not listen to it in its entirety. We did listen to a little bit of it, just get yeah. a little bit of flavor of, like, I just wanted to get who a is sense this of- Fred O'Reilly? <laughs> Where is he coming from? Like, well, Maybe that's kind of how coloring. How seriously does he take this stuff? Yeah,
1: that might be coloring my perspective sure. on Because those, like, my only experience with him is seeing, like, probably some of the movies, but not even recognizing that it's him because he doesn't really have, like, a stamp on his movies hmm. at all. And then just hear, I wanted to hear, like, how he viewed them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, usually it's guys like this, they look back in kind of like a retroactive, uh, I was being ironic about this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: I tried to make it bad. Oh, stuff yeah. like he's that. Not he's like not like that, exactly. that at all. No. No, but he no, doesn't, he like he doesn't, doesn't think all. they're, he recognizes them for what they are. I think he recognizes
1: it that it's bad because he's heard reviews. Because that's the way it comes across okay. when he talks about it. Because he's yeah. like... And here's some of the bad lighting. Yeah. You know, it's like he seems like someone who he hasn't... knows his
0: place. He seems like he hasn't embraced his status as a cult B-movie director, a so-bad-it's-good movie director, but he's accepted it. That's yeah. kind of where I... He's That's the kind of tone I get from him, and even the like little bit of research I did on him, too. I feel
1: bad trying to like psychoanalyzing a guy oh, after like 10 minutes. Oh, no, <laughs> that's what we're here well, for.
0: 10 minutes. Oh, no. That's what we're here for. Well, I saw some We've of his films. We've seen his too. film. Yes, exactly. That's, and his what, shorts. We're, that's yes. what we're here to do. So. Short films. Not, I haven't yeah. seen Fred Rowan's shorts. <laughs> so there's the commentary, but what else? let's talk about what else is on this DVD. So The Alien Dead is basically his first professional feature. But this DVD uh, also includes. What um, the hell was
1: it called? Well, it's Retro Media, too.
0: Yeah, retro, it's released by Fred Olin Ray's own distribution company, Retro Media. Well, how do you get the rights cool. to his own? Right? <laughs> um, I'm forgetting. Oh, The Brain Leeches. Oh yeah. So I keep calling it a student film, but I don't. I don't remember if he's actually like a student. It was actually a student. He didn't learn anything. Yeah, but you know, it was this <laughs> kind of like pre prof- pre professional work. It's, it's it's it was it's like a prototype for this movie. That's why I kind of yes. wanted to see there's it. There's no like. there's no dial. It's black and white. No dialogue. It's probably sixteen millimeter. Um.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And there's no dialogue, but there is a musical track. Um and narration. And, a little bit. And, oh, yeah, that's right. There's narration. Um, so it's very, I mean. But it's very Ed Wood narration over the dialogue. Yeah, Alien. Like, this man is talking about Alien this. Dead looks cheap and bad and low budget. Now
1: imagine a prototype.
0: <laughs> exactly. Now imagine like a cheaper, grainier, yeah. less professional, less polished version of that. And that's the yes. brain leeches. But, but you, this wasn't
1: like a, I'm going to present this to the
0: world type of thing. Like right, Alien
1: Dead was so I give them a little bit more of a pass. Yeah, on. I would imagine this is more it was of like a curiosity. Yeah, point. and I was
0: I would imagine it was kind of used as maybe a calling card, yeah. or it's just kind of a like let's see if we can do this kind of thing. Um, we but didn't. You, even if you look back at,
1: <laughs> like, there are some artists that I look at. Like, oh god, I can't even think of like an example. There's a lot of people that pump a lot of shit out, mm-hmm. and if you just keep going back into like. The, Or if you, like, look up something that they... Like, I think of, like, a music artist who releases, like, B-sides. And you listen to the B-sides, and you're like, this is just as good as a... Like, you could make an album out of these. Why are they just basically, like, throwing these away? And the fact is that they just couldn't help it. They were just good. Mm -hmm. They just... They couldn't write a bad song if they tried. And I feel like a lot of... um, Like, if you go back and watch... I remember when I watched Mike Flanagan's stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see his cheaper... Stuff that he made before Oculus. Sure. But there's there was still something there. Sure. And I'm trying to say, it's like, it's not me retroactively, like, saying, oh, I was a fan of his all along. But sure. you can tell. Sure. You can tell that there was something there. And what is, what is and there? And there's, there's still <laughs> nothing there. Yeah, it was, it, like, it would be a brilliant parody of a student film. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, we'll just call it a student film. Yeah. I, I don't care if yeah, it's a student fair. film. Yeah, that's fair. But it would have been like that's just like all the extras on this. That's why I was like in so much in love with them. They're
0: just, mm. It's like found art. So we didn't watch the um, brain leeches in its entirety either. No, we kind of we kind of jumped around and sampled some of this stuff because we usually don't dig into the extras on these because we mm-hmm. watch the movie and then we record the, the show. Um, but the other things that are on here were a a. A cast reunion. It's like Inception. It's a dive within a dive. Oh, yeah. This is it is a dive within a dive. Um, so there's a cast reunion out here, which is yes. just as poorly filmed <laughs> and edited as the movies. Well, so the, the DVD
1: was released, like, when? Like, recently, right? I, like,
0: I think it probably It had to be was. fairly recent, Like, 2000s, I'm thinking. Oh, L- yeah, for sure.
1: Okay. Well, the, the reunion <laughs> is from 92. So immediately it's like, like, what is this doing on here? And again, it's a little more of like a curiosity. Like the whole, even the way it's filmed, the the editing and the the attitudes of the actors. It's like watching the Best Worst movie Uh with a guy who is the dentist who is like the quote-unquote star of it. And he's doing like the horror movie circuits or the horror convention circuits. And he's at a convention. He's like, these are some weird people. Like, what is going on here? Like, you are one of those people. Like, these people were... Like, I would love to just, like, know what went on in these people's lives. Yeah, you... I mean, obviously, probably not a lot, but... Yeah. I do. I like kind of, like, the weird found art aspect of it. It it, was, like... Yeah. I always think, like, you could write... you, You could live for, like, a thousand years, and you couldn't write a Saturday Night Live sketch like this. Right. Like, it's just performed just so perfectly, perfectly awkwardly, awkwardly bad <laughs> yeah yeah that's my sweet spot
0: well speaking of sweet spots i saved for last the highlight of this entire oh yeah dvd yeah. package there's almost like a secret bonus extra on here and i i'm gonna you let think. you take the reins on this one because i you know how you when you see like someone Discover something beautiful. Oh, it's not
1: that great. Jordan
0: just loved this thing so much; it was pretty <laughs> fascinating. So included on this great retro media edition of a not great movie, The Alien Dead, is another not great. Movie. Is a an unaired TV special. Mm-hmm. How long was that? Like a half hour, probably, right? Oh God, yeah, probably about, about a half hour. Oh, jeez. Um, an unaired children's television special, produced but not directed by Fred Olin Ray, yeah. although it has the Olin Ray touch of mediocrity. Because he apparently
1: get it, like gleaning a little bit from the commentary that we heard? He worked at like a, a TV studio, so he had like access to cameras. Yes. Some actors,
0: but this must have been something produced in the studio. Yes. We do need to move on to our Beyond the Dive segment, but before we do, Jordan, please give our audience a summary of Halloween Planet. Halloween Planet is (laughs)
1: (laughs) – it's like – it's supposed to be a kid's – TV special. Yeah, I guess guess
0: he was like a holiday special, a Halloween. Well, they
1: set it up like I'm going to say what it was presenting itself to be, not what it is. No, what it is. What it is is a bizarre
0: found footage fantasia of awkward, (laughs) horrible weirdness.
1: It was a time capsule of
0: uh, awkwardness.
1: Yes, but it was like, I think it was supposed to be like the meaning of Halloween or like the (laughs) Halloween was special or something. Uh It was like two kids who I guess. Two kids go to a, an alien planet where it's all Halloween stuff.
0: Yeah. That's what it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. That's not what it was. But <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed to be whimsical I, and fun I, and crazy and monster. I monsters. can't describe
1: this thing, man. It was just so so cheap and it didn't make sense and it had a brilliant narrator who was like Bunny from Ed Wood's films, you know? Uh-huh. He looked like him from Plan 9.
0: I, I will mention that the narrator was the um, actor who played Superman yes. in the old Superman movie serials. A la Buster Crab from the old movie serials, playing the sheriff in uh, the Alien. Well, Dead. Fred
1: Olen Ray said that was like one of his uh, staples that he would always have in all his movies. You need one star, mm-hmm. and then he immediately abandoned that and made. Movies <laughs> <not stars. laughs> that, was, that was like his uh, edict that he would follow till uh, the next one where he forgot about
0: it. But th- this Halloween, if if you are someone like us who does like weird ass found footage stuff, awkwardness. Uh, things that don't work, um, <laughs> that are supposed to, uh, you've got it. But t- not even just, like, laughing at something failing, more like laughing at, like, why? Right. Like,
1: what is this for? <laughs> like, we're
0: so it really is these two kids who, like, can't act, uh, walking around this cheesy set. Yeah. I mean, cheesy set with people in in, really, Halloween, like Spencer's Gifts level. Yeah. Halloween costumes. Yeah, like
1: I said it wasn't Halloween planet that they landed on it, it was like Halloween Express.
0: Yeah, and they're playing and that's giving it all out. these it's monsters cool. and then they they're supposed to be all these bits that I guess are supposed to be funny and whimsical and fun for kids so it's like look at how gross this food looks. Yeah. And it's this weird rubbery well, food. Well, it's like they're and at
1: a, they're at a party and then the the host of it is it was a vampire or whatever. He's like, "Go ahead and mix or mingle." Yeah, And then, so they go from one, I want you to meet everybody, so, because you can see everybody's wearing a crazy Because they're all so crazy, costume. yeah. One guy's like a head on a table, and then there's a puppet over here. And they're so playing they, pin the tail on the pterodactyl, because we're monsters. No, I mean, this thing is frigging <laughs> 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 it's But then, just, they, then they walk around to each person, and it's just like a flat note every time, like, they have nothing to do, it's like... Hey, Mr. Wacky Pants, what's your crazy thing that you're going to show us now? Right. The guy just... I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's go back over to this guy. Like, they revisit the same guy three times.
0: Yeah. It's really bad. It's really hard to convey how bizarre this thing is, but um, it. I think it was the most entertaining thing on this DVD because... At least it had just the sheer oddness of it, and you could see what was happening. Yeah, it was <laughs> brightly lit, which yeah. is not the case with the other two movies. So um, we had to give a little tip of the hat to Halloween Planet. Yes. I bet you can probably find it. Like it's, it's, it's probably on YouTube. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, do a little do a little deep deep dive in. Um, see if you can dig out Halloween Planet because it's so weird and it, it never actually aired. On TV. Hard to imagine. Um, so it did not um, knock the great pumpkin from its throne it as like this the great yes. Halloween special. But I, I know if I was a kid and I was at home
1: watching public access and this came on. Oh my God! I would throw
0: a tape in the
1: VCR. Absolutely. And hit
0: record before you could even think. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, gonna I think I, I'm going to watch this every. I would watch it every. And I think I am going to remind our, our listeners every year to do so too. I want to I want to I want to get Halloween. Don't planned. let it overshadow Alien. Time. No, I want it to overshadow okay. so, it, because it, this should be Halloween Planet with Alien Featuring Dead Alien as a bonus <laughs> feature. Done. All right, nice. that is enough about the Alien Dead DVD and the Alien Dead, and sadly, enough about Halloween Planet. It's not much, and it's enough. Let's uh, do a deep dive on Fred, Olin, Ray. Um, and actually, it's gonna be not the deepest dive we've ever done. Okay. I don't think he's that's deepest, you, because I really don't know filmmaker. a lot about him either. You know, and and I like I said, I was curious about him, and um, you know, I didn't find a ton of stuff about this movie in particular. So I find a ton of stuff. We didn't find a ton of interesting stuff. Yeah, kind of both. Because that's kind of the way I feel like. It's so my team. I I I'm basically gonna just talk about two people: the director Fred Owen Ray, mm-hmm. and uh, Buster Crabbe. Who okay. was the 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 played the sheriff in this movie? So who th- who is this Fred Olin? Were they like Ed Wood and no Raoul no no Lugosi? no? I think okay. the, I think they only did this one movie together, okay. but I might be wrong about that. Here's the thing: Fred Olin Ray is so prolific, that le- it's really hard to like. I'm a beginner, so like to to really pin down his entire career. Okay. So I did my best here. So but that's why this should be interesting because this is like a beginner's guide yeah, to it. There you go. By a beginner. So, Fred Owen Ray... This uh, is our student film. He is a... What I would think of as, like, a genuine monster kid. You know what I mean when I say monster kid? Most famous monster kid is... Monsters of Filmland. Joe Dante. Dante. Forrest Ackerman. Exactly. Grew up reading Famous Monsters. John Landis. Exactly. Grew up reading Famous Monsters of Film Land. Land loved all those stuff. Fred Decker and Shane Blank. Sure. Loved all that stuff. Loved all those guys. Made his own movies when he starting when he was 14 years old. So he is one of these guys. Which is no surprise. you know, mm-hmm. And that makes sense why he's casting old movie serial stars in his movies. It um, actually
1: makes Halloween Planet make a little more sense.
0: Too. Sure. He... Um, he got his start professionally on another cult classic, Shockwaves, mm-hmm. um, uh, working with uh, Peter Cushing on that movie. He was the still still photographer. Okay. You know, we love a good still gal- stills gallery. Sure. Oh, I forgot to mention on the DVD, those are, funny. there's a really good VHS cover gallery on the yes. DVD, too. Forgot to mention and that. And believe it or not, they
1: picked the best one.
0: They did. I love that gallery, though. But anyway, <laughs> back to Fred Olin Ray. Um, as we mentioned, The Brain Leeches was technically his first film. What would you imagine the budget on The Brain Leeches was? He made that movie in 1977.
1: You actually found a budget?
0: I did. <laughs> I don't think I found it for The Alien Dead. But. I'm going to say $3,000. right. I honestly this is don't mainly
1: know. Mainly processing fees. I
0: honestly don't know if this is true or not. I found $298. No, the film, the film stock costs more, and the processing of it costs. more. They would cost that much now. He did not spend a lot of money on this. <laughs> um, Fred Allen Ray is still. I I didn't even know if he was still alive, but he is. He's still alive and active as a writer, producer, and director of low budget movies. So this he's just in this world. He will always be in this world. Um, he's, he's probably known mostly for horror and sci-fi, but he's done movies in all genres. Like, a lot of these guys have, right? So he's Well, isn't
1: that one with Jim Wynorski, like, a cheerleader one or something? Yep, so
0: he's done comedy, erotica, like, soft, soft erotica... Family films, all kinds of different stuff. Ray right
1: Dennis Steckler kind of went that way, too. It was mm-hmm. It's
0: literally like whatever will make a buck sure. at whatever particular they're, moment. They're churning that's out these t- movies.
1: That's a talent.
0: So some of some of his noteworthy movies, and I basically chose these by the titles. Um, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, mm-hmm. Alienator, which you mentioned. We have previously mentioned Scream Queen Hot Tub Party.
1: Yes, yeah, amazing title.
0: Co-directed with Jim Wynarski, allegedly shot in one day we um, we gotta watch that one. We gotta track that down. <laughs> Attack of the Fifty Foot Centerfold and uh, Bikini Frankenstein. So he directed that in twenty ten and that was part I of I thought it. you were gonna say twenty minutes. No, that was part of a series of like bikini movies. So there's always like bikini oh, wow. fill in the blank movies. Talk um, about a right? rabbit hole. Oh yeah. Um, oh and a bit of trivia, he worked as a professional wrestler. Under the name Fabulous Freddie Valentine, he worked
1: as a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He, he was, was a, a professional
0: a wrestler. wrestler. Okay, that's like another. Career. See now
1: I'm liking him more.
0: I like this beginning. I'm school, telling so you, I like this guy a little more. Um, oh, and uh, another trivia: he apparently lent Quentin Tarantino um, the 60 millimeter camera that Tarantino used to shoot his amateur film. Oh, uh, birthday. Or yeah, my, best friend's, my birthday. best friend's birthday. Yeah, so so he got the camera that he used to make that got from Fred Olin Ray. So there would be no Quentin Tarantino without Fred Olin I mean, I think that's okay. fair to say.
1: <laughs> I don't feel like that is fair to and say.
0: And thus, Fred Olin Ray is one of the most influential forces in contemporary mm-hmm. cinema.
1: We tracked it all the way back. More than fair,
0: man. As we already suggested, uh, he is the head of Retro Media, which um, is doing... What else do
1: they produce? Because well, I know
0: the name. I mean, they're doing the Lord's work for what we do here, so they... Well, they <laughs> You I know, know, they do the work of God, but yeah, but but I mean, what really, whatever they, they like they put do, out that they do, I would know. Well, I don't, I don't know their catalog, but okay. they do, of course, Fred Olin Ray's movies, but then they do movies by other filmmakers. I have one, um, a Don Dohler movie that they put out as well. Okay, yeah, so, I was
1: trying to think of like maybe I, I must own sure a retro media, one. yeah. So that's the kind of
0: so like he's he's keeping this stuff in yeah. circulation in print, which is awesome. And they do Blu rays, He's found and, his little his wheelhouse, yeah. yeah. And cool. and of course that's something that we appreciate here on the Dumpster Dive. So when you're when you're out diving, keep an eye out for that retro media label.
1: Yeah, it's weird to say, but it is a good DVD presentation of it. Yeah, He, that's he
0: keeps mentioning that it's the Blu-ray
1: version, so there must be a Blu-ray. Version. Yeah, I think they made a Blu-ray, they and, and then I
0: got up. I got the no no I think there's a Blu-ray. I got the okay. DVD, but I think this yeah. was all made for the Blu-ray. Okay. Um, but I assume the Blu-ray has the identical features and everything like that. So that's um, kind of cool. Like I always love yeah, kind of that like loving. I can see how it's not a good business model
1: <laughs> to put to try to dump so much resources yeah. and oh, money yeah. into this into the Alien Dead, basically. Right. But I always like I have one called I think it's Drive In Massacre, which is a DVD uh-huh. I bought for whatever like six dollars or yeah. something like that because I just thought the title was cool, and it has like a funny found art. Kind of, I keep using that term, but that's Uh the only thing I can think of. A commentary track by the guy interviewing the director, who you'd think the the director might be dead by now, and the director didn't remember a damn thing Uh about any of it. Yeah, and the the guy doing the interview was like a a a film file expert. He knew everything about this guy's career, and he was telling him all, all about it. This is br- brilliant. This is better than the movie itself. Sure.
0: Yeah, and that's what I would say about this this presentation of The Alien Dead and why we spent a little bit more time talking about bonus features and stuff than we usually do, probably because we There's often find... There's less to talk about the movie. Yeah, it's like the movie's fine. It's kind of a piece of junk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is very nicely packaged. So it's And I do like that, because like, if you are interested in Fred Lorraine and you want to like dig into him, mm-hmm. it is a real kind of gift that there are people archiving and preserving and presenting yeah. this stuff. Good job, nice good job, Media. Good job, Media. Hey, we wouldn't have seen uh, Halloween Planet otherwise. I'm going to quick move on to Buster Crab because we're talking about this way longer than I actually oh, thought sorry, we would. Keep her no, 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 this is good. I mean, I was afraid we wouldn't have enough material, but I do want to mention Buster Crab. Um, so who is Buster Crab? Some people will know, some people won't. I, I knew the know. name. I, I vaguely knew who he I was. I didn't even know the name. He played Sheriff Kowalski in this movie, kind of crusty older guy. I wouldn't say he's doing great work here, but... He's at least a professional he's actor. He's the only member of the cast I have any info on, because most of them are on non-professional actors. Um, they so, gave a
1: little info on themselves. In the,
0: yeah. So, well, the uh, dig into the D- DVD the if extras, you want more yeah. info on them. But, the reunion. Um, yeah, Buster Crab he, he was a famous, very famous um, movie star of mostly these old adventure movie serials. So he's known for, probably best known for playing Flash Gordon and buck rogers um he also played tarzan um and a lot of like rip-offs of those characters right. in many 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 movie series chuck rogers yeah he um uh, started his, he was also a gold medal olympic swimmer that's how he started his career um he started more of 100 movies um mostly during the 1930s and 1950s he had his his own children's variety show called the buster crab show in the 1950s sounds Um, like a
1: spongebob squarepants character
0: yeah i know it's a funny (laughs) name isn't it i wonder if it was his birth name i don't actually know that Hmm. um but um he had there were there were buster crab comic books in the 1950s as well um like of him as himself in the comics. You know what I meant to look these up, or is it like a Fred Olin Ray thing? Where it's, I, he's I'm producing. guessing it was probably him as like a version of himself because oh, like it was like real life is, mixed with art. A this bit. is my guess because there used to be these kind of comic books in the 50s. There was a uh, Jerry Lewis comic book which ran for a long time. God. There was uh, Abbott and Costello comic book. So like, and you know. In these it's old like pop culture figures. and in these old movies, they were always kind of the same character, right. like an Errol Flynn or something. Right. so I think it was I would imagine the comic book was like that. I might be completely wrong though, because I didn't mean to look into the comic books because I'm a big comics guy. I had never heard of these comics. they actually didn't run for very long. There were two different ones from two different publishers. but I'm guessing they were along those lines is is Buster Crab playing Buster Crab, but he's like. Heroic. I'm saving the girl. Buster Kemp. Okay, this is my that. guess. This is my guess. Um, he got a little bit into business later on. He kind of fell back on his um, reputation as this gold medal winning Olympic swimmer, which is pretty impressive. Um Hero. It's Quite a fallback plan. Uh, yeah, but he later in life, he kind of went back to that, he ran like a swim camp, but he continued to act till the end of his career, obviously um because he's doing schlock like and then alien after Dead. his career ended, he started in the alien Dead. pretty much pretty much Uh-oh. pretty much So kind of a sad end, but he i mean mm-hmm. uh, a legend he in was his, doing A what he legend loved. in his time and the kind of actor that um Treadwell and Ray probably adored and idolized. So sure. It, it, like it was his like Peter Cushing or something, you right. know. So um, even though he worked with Peter Cushing, but um, that's all I have. He wasn't allowed near Peter Cushing. <laughs> yeah, after um, after Shockwaves. Um, but that's all. I, that's all I have. I just like Buster Crab is probably the only noteworthy, definitely the only noteworthy actor in that movie. Not right. doing noteworthy work here, but mm-hmm. it, I, it's it's cool to know that. Hey, this guy was like a big deal. It'd be you know? funny if they put him in Halloween Planet. That would be amazing. Well, they had a different. I know, I know. I know. They had Superman. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I can't like Superman's Kind of a step up from Flash Gordon, maybe in a way. So, um, but yeah, that. Oh God, that that Superman actor. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Kirk Allen, I want to say was his name. Ooh, I'll, re- I'll, I'll correct this in the notes. but um, He was the Greek chorus. He was amazing. He would like,
1: look at the camera and he had nothing to say. I don't think
0: I've ever seen those old Superman <laughs> serials, but he was amazing in Halloween Party. Oh, it was perfect. Halloween Party is taking over this episode. That's like the stuff. Halloween
1: Planet. Planet. Halloween <laughs> Planet. Sorry. That's the kind of stuff that you couldn't write. No. Because no one would ever think to have this guy keep <laughs> popping in and then like literally he would like he would appear after a c-man and kind of sum up and then the kids went on to the next part of the party and then he'd go away but sometimes he would appear and he'd like look at the camera <laughs> and he'd be like uh he kind of like shrug his shoulders almost or that's in my imagination a little bit but he would like say
0: nothing and then he'd fade off. yeah
1: well, well good nice to see you again As if there's like nothing to say about
0: it. Well, I'm delighted that our Fred Olin Ray discussion has, has generated enough material for like a full episode because I didn't think we'd have much to say. Um, I am also delighted by how much you enjoyed a lot of the special features. And I did too on this alien dead uh, DVD, which I picked up. Um, And I want to on air here, surprise my brother Jordan and Jordan, we Fred did, we did not Ray rehearse. Here. We did not rehearse this. Fred Olin is not here, but I'd like that no. he's here in spirit. But I am going to give you to keep for your own personal collection, the yes. Alien Dead DVD. I'm giving the DVD yes. to Jordan right now. This is almost so like we didn't is, rehearse this. We did. We really <laughs> did not. He's goofing around. Like this is my gift awesome. to you for doing such a great job producing the podcast. Um, I mean, this is great, but could you get me the Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can trade it uh, with a fellow diver. Okay. Um, but cool. yeah, that is yours to keep because I, I, I feel I can like actually imagine
1: that poster on my wall. Yeah, I that's could just kind of tell
0: when you were like watching the special because I'm like, this is, <laughs> Jordan will appreciate having this more than I will, so that's yours. I'm keeping the Don Dollar one. Oh, it's beautiful. It's going right next <laughs> to drive and Massacre. Awesome. All right. Well, with that bit of nonsense over with, let's go. Yeah, that was a lot of nothing. Let's go beyond the dive. Okay. Um, and talk about something else. So what do you have this week? I got nothing this <laughs> week. You always, I think you've said that every episode. I know. But then if I just ramble about something You know, you can, stupid. Pass, you can pass on Beyond the Dive if you I want. I mean, I have stuff, it. but I don't know how much of a topic. Can
1: eh, throw
0: some out there. We're kind of running long anyway. so. Do you have one? I have something I want to talk about, yeah. Something that you can go on about? A little bit,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, mine is... Oh God, mine might be a big topic, then too. Because, Yours are a whole big topic. But I can narrow it down. I can make mine as long or as short as you want. Mine is... I want to talk about uh, Kevin Smith.
0: Oh, God. Because, <laughs> but are I want you, to narrow it
1: down. I want to narrow it down because I can talk. we'll talk about him another time.
0: That is such a huge can of worms.
1: But I can narrow it down because what happened is... For, so for recently, I've kind of been totally put off by his online personality. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that you don't have to sum it up. He's like the ultimate fanboy, mm-hmm. which is something that I just you know, steer completely clear of. And he is the poster child for it. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to like he does commentaries for he does commentaries for his films, which are good. Mm-hmm. And he is very intelligent. and he, knows he the film?
0: Sorry to interrupt. Does he have the commentaries for his films, like on, like YouTube podcasts, or they're just on the films? You mean?
1: Um, one of them is on the film that I know of, and the others are uh, his podcast. Oh, awesome! Okay, cool. The one I know is he does one for Roadhouse. Yeah, I'm was, aware of that, which is very funny. Okay, and very like it's good. It's it's good because there's like a separation between the person. It's not the anybody involved with the film. He's just like a film fan. And he's really intelligent, like, with breaking down, like, why things in the script work and why they don't. Sure. And, and he's funny. Like, it's everything a commentary should be. Now, I've had that DVD for a while, but I listened to it. He does commentaries on the four original Batman films. Yeah. Which I just, I listened to one of them.
0: I, was, I can't I wait like, to listen to these. I was
1: like, I mean, they're not, they're not, like, right. groundbreaking But when anything, you told but it's me. it's just like, it's just like a. Everything, like, a commentary should be, it's, like, perfect. Mm -hmm. It's, like, I was just, like, laughing at it, and I was, like, God damn, he's right about that, and I never thought about that, and I've seen those movies a million times. Mm -hmm. But I just, I came around on him again, and I'm, like, oh, Mm -hmm. that's why. And this is a relationship that I've had with him. Yeah, (laughs) same. Fall in love with him, and then it's, like, oh, God, stop doing that. You're so, like, annoying. But now I've just, like, I've totally realized, like, this is the adopted personality that he uses to sell his product, and his product is him in yep. like a hockey jersey and shorts and whatever. I get
0: it. Crying he about uses, DC movies. He cries every
1: season movie. It's just like oh, God, oh, it's just so abrasive. Nothing wrong me. with
0: crying during a movie. Maybe something wrong with crying no, if you see a parademon I, in a Justice League movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> throwing but throwing that out
1: there. I say that Kevin Smith cries wolf because he cries at sure. every movie, so that means nothing. But. Then I realized, like, okay, I can hold these two things in my brain. That he is a really intelligent guy who can break this stuff down. He's fun. I like him. Like, I feel like you could like hang out with this guy and talk about film a lot, or comics,
0: and or comic. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like, he's really he knows his shit with all the fake comic book fans nowadays. Right, he's um, he's 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 like the original. He is the real. You do have to give him that. The original, the real deal. I always say he was way ahead of his time with the references. Well, that's the okay. That's commute. that's my only thing. I mean, we'll talk about Kevin Smith
1: another him because it's a huge topic. But that was my thing: is like, don't write these guys off mm-hmm. because of what you like. Hear what they have to say, <laughs> or, or it's like, don't write him off specifically. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if people have, but I know there's a lot of like pushback against. Oh sure personality but you just got to realize like that's him selling his product which is himself. Mm. He's got his own podcast and everything which I also I don't even like his podcast that right. much but when he does just straight commentary like hey Kevin break down this movie for us. He's great at
0: it. Yeah, when you told me that he had these Batman commentaries as soon as you said that and I have the exact same back and forth I feel like f- I'm
1: overselling them cuz they're not No, super, no, no, but I they're, but they're good. But they're I really have the good.
0: same back and forth love-hate relationship with Kevin Smith as you do. Mm-hmm. When you told me he did those commentaries, uh, my immediate reaction was like, oh, I can see how he would be good at that. Yep. You know what I mean? That might be kind of the perfect thing for him to be doing right now. Um, so let's put a pin in Kevin Smith because I want to return to him as a topic. This is like my recommendation. Listen yeah.
1: to those commentaries. Because right? I, I want to
0: kind of start on my own feelings about Kevin Smith, too. Because yeah. I've had so I definitely have more to say about him. Because I, you know, watched Clerks when it came out, and I've had a long kind of mm-hmm. changing relationship with how I feel about mm-hmm. him. And it's complex, and it's nuanced.
1: Um, I have to
0: keep reminding myself, like, he's made some really good films. Absolutely. Because
1: <laughs> when I see him, I'm just like, God, what is it? Like, oh, just go away. Just, I don't want you... But without that, you wouldn't have a lot of the good stuff. Okay.
0: Great. And let's... That's that's um, our first Kevin Smith mini discussion. We will return to him because I do want to. In if some we're too context, long,
1: remember there was no
0: trailer for it. <laughs> right, right. We may not have had it. We may not have played a trailer earlier. Um, no, no, no. We're not running too long. We're right on track. Because I I just briefly um, wanted to talk about, and this is less of a recommendation than me kind of trying to sort out my own thoughts on um, a movie I saw recently, a new movie. Okay. Um, which was the box office bomb, Dark Phoenix. Oh, okay. The final... Well, I wish I would have seen it then. I could yeah. add something well, to well, probably, for now, the final X-Men movie.
1: Yeah. Um, and
0: what do I want... You mean, to- like, with that cast? They'll obviously, be the other... Yeah, but, but I think the franchise is kind of... It's yeah. ready to go away for a little while. It's, and that's the thing about Dark Phoenix. So, like, okay. this is not a recommendation. Um, Although, I did kind of like the movie. You know, it did not do well um, in the box office. The last one was Apocalypse, right? Last one was Apocalypse, which which I liked. I definitely liked Apocalypse. That's one that
1: I didn't like, but I like Brian Singer is like talented like he throws weird yeah What's we're not the allowed scene? to say, we're not
0: allowed to say that anymore well, that Bryan singer that Bryan singer talented They're talking about like, <laughs> having, like, holding, like two things and
1: there's another topic I artist. I know I know whatever I mean like uh, Apocalypse I did not like I sure. think like overall if you look at it it's not a but good the one, movie but sure. there's stuff in there that can be interesting yeah
0: so what is Dark Phoenix I, I didn't I didn't hate it um it was, but it, it was. It, well, I thought it was pretty good, you know. Yeah. It, and it kind of had the flavor of like the early X Men movies. You know, it was on a much smaller scale than the Marvel films. It was not the Marvel Studios films. Mm-hmm. It was not as good. It's funny if you say as it's a Marvel smaller Studios scale films.
1: because Dark Phoenix is like one of their big sure. stories. Sure.
0: In the comics, it's like the ultimate big yeah. cosmic Marvel story. But in the way that like the comics have kind of become movies. Was
1: there, it wasn't written by John Byrne,
0: was it? Uh, it was drawn by John Byrne. I mean Byrne. the original, not the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was drawn by John Byrne, written by Claremont. At some point during that X-Men run, Byrne uh, began, was co-scripting along with Claremont. Okay. And that was probably happening when Phoenix was happening. So Byrne probably deserves some writing credit I have that. in my memory that John Byrne yeah, Dark he was Phoenix. definitely drawing it. He definitely well, I, know drew he, it. I know he drew it. So yeah, you know, and, and I remember he, those covers. He, I think was probably co script credited okay. as co script around the book at that point. Um but anyway, that's the comics. Um but another thing I kinda liked about the Dark Phoenix movie is like and that I like about the X Men movies in general, is like it wasn't really like the comics at all. It was kind of its yeah. own thing. Yeah. And I kinda feel like that makes the X Men movies a little bit more interesting than like the Marvel movies have to, to a point. Um, kind of play to their, their fan base a little bit more. That's yeah. how they've become so successful, and and probably why the X-Men are, are kind of falling out of favor. Um, but I kind of like... It, it had this kind of weird, almost at times kind of horror movie vibe to it. Okay. Um, there was kind of like a cold kind of style to the film that I don't know was deliberate, um, but it did kind of create this weird kind of mood to the movie. So the movie is good. It's not great. Um, and it definitely felt like that last season of a TV series when the original cast has already left mm-hmm. everyone's favorite George Clooney is not on ER anymore. And this mm-hmm. is the, the leftover characters. And this doesn't sound good. It's like they made one too many movies. You know. It's not terrible though. Like, that's what I want to say. Like who's the director
1: though. It's not Brian. It's not
0: Brian Singer. No, it's Simon Kinberg. Right? Like that's the director, not Brian Singer. I don't know who <laughs> okay. the director okay. it is. Um, Yeah, it's not something I would go out of my way to recommend to people and I'm not recommending it, but it did maybe kind of reflect on the X-Men franchise. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it's really easy for people to say now, like, oh, like, I actually saw an article, a clickbait article that I didn't read, saying, like, oh, the X-Men have always been kind of, like, the weird redhead stepchild of Marvel. And I'm like... No, no, they haven't. Uh, The reason. They started. They kicked it off. Right. The reason that the Avengers are huge right now, the reason that Marvel Studios built their empire, which is now the Hollywood Empire, on the Avengers is because the Avengers were the characters they couldn't sell to other studios. The hottest thing going at Marvel at the time the original X Men movie was made, almost 20 years ago now, was the X Men. They were huge. It was X-Men and everything else, mm-hmm. right? Um, and people forget that. And, and I think people Isn't also... Isn't X-Men what kind of kicked it into the mainstream
1: and then that's what, how Spider-Man got into yeah, it? Yeah, and, and right the after.
0: first X-Men movie directed by Brian Singer really kicked off this series of superhero films that eventually evolved into the Marvel Studios model, mm-hmm. which has c- been continuing to this day. It's actually funny you bring this up because I actually just, the last month, I think... I don't know why exactly.
1: I watched the first X Men movie. Again. Ah, <laughs> so how does it hold up? I'm very familiar with it. It holds up very well. I bet it, it is does. Very good. And X the only two. Thing is that doesn't excellent. hold up are you could say special sure. effects. Yeah. But you could say that about any kind of. Well, a that's Q. true. of
0: <laughs> Spider Man two, which oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, recently. yeah, that's the definitely the true. The effects are
1: a little. Shaky. I'd say the first Spider Man,
0: but yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, it definitely holds up awesome. as a movie. So, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, there is a particular quality of those early X Men films that I think they. They may have even accidentally stumbled back onto it in this last film, maybe like they don't know what they don't know, yeah, like a little bit, of but I just know what doing. I just kind of wanted to give a little kind of tribute kind of r i p to the x men oh that's yeah, a little bit to like the x men because like twenty years ago that's. Crazy. It, it's a long-lived franchise. It's a weird franchise that kind of semi-relaunched yeah. in the middle, kind of rebooted, but not really rebooted. Yeah, and with like, and they almost got it back together with one of the
1: best superhero movies I think is Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. I think Past- that's a fantastic. That's movie. a highlight. And they they kind they found like a brilliant way to marry the two timelines back together. Yep. And then it kind of. That was probably
0: see. That was the real end. Like yeah, that yeah, was yeah. their grand finale. Yeah. And then they made Apocalypse, which wasn't. But as because good. this
1: is 2019, or that was whatever, not 2019. That was recently, so nothing can die. Well, so and, and here's the keep final. It on life support. And here's
0: the final thing I want to say about it too, um, because if you're like if you're like a Marvel Studios only kind of purist and you don't want the the Fox X Men, you think they're inferior product, uh-huh. and you point to Dark Phoenix as like, haha, look how lame that is. L- let me tell you, if you're wondering. How will Marvel Studios end? What will be their grand finale? What will be their final like wrap-up film? I'll tell you. It's going to be like Dark Phoenix. Marvel Studios 2, I know hard Why, to... did the universe blow up? No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I mean quality-wise, perception-wise, oh, box of office-wise. Yes, yes. Every franchise makes one too many movies. Yeah. And that's how they know it's over. Except those Leprechaun movies.
1: I mean, they can keep making that.
0: Absolutely. And Friday the 13th, I always think, that's the one. Yeah. Because it was shit at the beginning, and you just (laughs) can't. But anyway, we digress. But no, that, like, Marvel Studios 2, I know they're on top right now, but. Oh, you're getting into, like, like, Steven Spielberg territory. I know. Where. Like. Okay. It will end, right? Like, everything ends. And, like. So Marvel's high and mighty right now. People kind of look down on the X-Men movies, or at least this new X-Men movie. But I just want to kind of keep things in perspective. There was a time when the X-Men were on top. The Avengers were not considered particularly lucrative. Certainly characters like Iron Man were b list right, characters. Right. Um, and Marvel Studios will, get, will have their, their Dark Phoenix, too. right? They, and I don't mean they'll have their awesome version of Dark Phoenix, which they might have. They, <laughs> they will have yeah. one too many movies. At, at some point in the future. Well, that's because, like, franchises
1: don't take drastic turns. They just kind
0: of, like, slowly evolve sure. over time. Well, and, and studios like are going to squeeze things. everything yeah. that they can out of the movie. So, Dark Phoenix, don't run out and see it. Don't. It's not so good. I'm, like, telling everyone to see it. But once it's out on DVD, what, pair it up with X2, um, Days of Future Past, Logan, as like a double feature. Or The Wolverine, too. I think that's kind of a absolutely. good one as well. Yep, and kind of like, you know, raise a glass to a, what was a good franchise. Let it with die some with lows. dignity. It should die with dignity. And I guess that's kind of what's kind of been bugging me a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like people are just kind of like shitting on Dark Phoenix, and it's just like, okay, maybe not great, but X-Men, pretty admirable franchise overall. Some, uh, some lows in there, some yeah. real lows, but some real highs, too. I think it's
1: kind of remembered, unfortunately, because, like, of course, the last few have not been good. Right. So, it's like, it's, it's hard to remember how good the original ones were. I'm not exactly sure why I watched the original Well, and it's
0: hard to see them in context, too, because now superhero movies, I mean, how much money yeah. did uh, Avengers Endgame make? It, right. It's insane, more than, the like, the gross income of countries. Right. Um... But, you know, movies are so big right now, so that's, like, what superhero movies kind of need to be to be taken seriously. But, like, there was a time when, like, the X-Men was pretty awesome. You know, just the first X-Men movie, you know? and mm-hmm. So. Pour one out for... Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I definitely want to see it. so well, It'll be worth, the last one that I've seen. Worth seeing. That's, okay. all, that's all I'm saying. Um was it who dies? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. I don't know if there was an after the credit sequence. I didn't sit up there. Was oh so. okay. Oh I yeah, I can't tell you that. So all right, well that's I think gonna finally wrap it up. It was like a Marvel stuff. character. It was like Maybe. Thor. Yeah. Fat <laughs> Thor from an, an yeah, endgame. There you go. All right, we're we're like the X Men franchise. We are we are running out of steam. We long. have got <laughs> we said one too many things. We are both uh,
1: a Fred Olin Ray film, which no content, and we are a franchise that has gone on too long.
0: Yes, so <laughs> we are going to wrap it up. We're gonna. Say goodbye until the next time. I once again forgot to come up with a clever parting phrase. So, so much right. for it. The, the
1: music is swelling in right now. Okay.
0: All right. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you on the next dumpster dive. <laughs>